This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. Hello and welcome back to the Influential CEO podcast. Today I am back with the co-host Sophie Wilson. Good to be back. Good to be back. It's good to have her back in the studio. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited for today's episode because for those of you who follow me over on Instagram, you know or would know that recently I have been to UPW Tony Robbins four-day seminar and I got back yesterday morning and I feel like my whole life has changed. (laughs) I can't wait to literally hear every element of it. Yeah, it was insane. Like it's really interesting because moving into the event and anyone listening listening that's gone to Tony Robbins you may relate but I one didn't know what to expect I'd obviously heard of Tony before I've seen his Netflix doco I am not your guru I've seen his books before I've on and off followed him on Instagram but that was kind of the amount that I had consumed any of his content so when the girls were like hey let's let's do Tony and let's go I'm like well yeah I'm, I'm definitely keen because I feel like I'm just someone who says yes to most things that are like that and of course it's personal development it's mindset it's relationships it's just it's it's down my alley so of course I wanted to go but moving into it I had no idea what to expect I knew it would be full-on I knew it would be huge because all I had seen about the entire event was the the schedule for the four days and they were the longest days that I've ever had it was like 8 30 till I think 11 30 the first day at night wow. so like a 15 ish I think hour day or 13 hour day um and then yeah after that it was like a minimum 10 hour days so huge very late nights like your eating was a bit off your sleep was a bit off and I'm like Tony what what's what's about that? Like what kind of state are you trying to get us in? Because <laughs> Legit. I'm like, there's low key something to that, but it was just a very interesting experience going in blind and not, not preempting like what was actually going to happen, but overall such an incredible experience. So I wanted to just unpack it on today's episode. Cause I think there's so many, there's just so many things that I could yeah, speak to when it comes to the entire seminar. So what was the what was the schedule? Was it like did you know what each day was addressing or So me being me, kind of like the way it. I approached Europe. <laughs> Didn't actually know where I was going, what I was doing, or what I was learning day to day. But I knew that there would be a day on health and vitality. I knew there'd be a day um more on like a, a breakthrough transformation day where I probably knew that would be pretty heavy and I was probably a little bit avoidant to actually thinking about what that would actually be but I had a really huge moment in that as well um and then yeah the days prior I had no idea sort of what to expect but I knew that he would be on for kind of like two of the days and I didn't know if he'd come on the other days but I knew he'd be there two of the days and then two of the days were like guest speakers and different people that came in too so really did just go in blind but I think the first day was huge and pivotal and I guess a big thing for me was at these events, there's like seven to 9,000 people, I think, that were in this particular um, seminar and at this particular arena. And it was like, you've never felt energy like it in your life. And I was like, wow, this is such a testament to their team and what he's created over such a long career of like 47 years, I think, at this point. Because the minute you walk in there, not only does it feel like the safest environment you've ever been in, but it's the most non-judgmental accepting environment as well, where it would be so easy to 
walk into that room with a lot of ego, you know, and to want to preserve a concept of self and present a certain way and kind of like play half out and not participate or not lean in the way that you could. But the minute you walked in, it was just this like unconscious standard. You had to lean in. Mm. you know and there was something so cool about that where I'm like the minute we walk through those doors I'm like we're on like there's music there's people like banging water drums there's like all this shit happening and it just felt so cool and to be in that environment where you're like wow 9,000 people from different cultures different backgrounds different ages different walks of life different intentions for being here are in the one room committed to their growth committed to evolving in whatever way that looks for them it was just a wild feeling because I think, you know, you walk around in the world and you don't know much about people, but we all had a very common goal to some extent being there. And I'm like, wow, 9,000 people prioritize this. Yeah. And to put yourself in that environment for four days, you, you have to get out of your own way. Yeah. Right. No matter how progressed you are in whatever area of your life. So even that just felt so insane to be a part of because I was like, wow, like we we all have a common goal here. We all value something very, very similar. And that feels really special to be a part of. And in that, I think it created that really non-judgmental accepting environment as well. Totally necessary for what you were about to go through mm-hmm. or realize. So yeah. what was your first realization or light bulb moment? Yeah, so many. I think it was cool. And I said to you, obviously off the podcast, there were so many things that just reiterated what I already knew or um, just validated the things that I already did. So in terms of my health and stuff, I was like, oh, so cool. Like I'm on the right path. There's things that I get to implement, refine. That's going to be incredible. I can't wait to do that because for me, it's such a high value. And I think doing that is such a non-negotiable where there's no resistance in that for me. So learning about that last day, health and vitality, I was just all ears. I'm like, tell me more. Like I love this stuff so much. So that's been even really cool for me this week to just really look at, well, what is my diet? What am I consuming? What products am I putting on my skin? How am I sleeping? How do I live my life? Like just these little things to shift your state. And I think the whole conversation around, you know, the entire seminar around shifting your state, both um, physically, mentally, spiritually was massive because I think I definitely prioritize that in many ways, but there's definitely areas where I just don't look at like simply do not look at. So I'm like, wow, even during the day, it's like energy and movement creates energy. Yeah. Goes without saying so simple. Shouldn't be as profound as it was, but I thought to myself, well, how often are you in a, you know, you're working or you're at home and you kind of feel like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm a little bit sluggish. You know, I'm not feeling super motivated. Get up and jump on the spot for 60 seconds. Mm. Yell, scream, bang your chest, do something. I bet you shift your state. And it's true. And I think the whole seminar, it's like, we shouldn't have been able to sit there for 15 hours and be engaged. Yeah. Like we shouldn't have been able to do that. I'm eating weird food. Like, I, you know, I'm walking out to a cafeteria and getting like a weird wrap. And yeah. there's, there's nothing that's normal in that sense too. I'm running off six hours sleep, five hours sleep and I'm engaged and it's 11 p.m. at night. And I thought they constantly interrupted our patterns, shifted our behavior and changed our state mm-hmm. in terms of our physiology. Yeah, different things like that. And I'm like, wow, this is stuff that we can do every single day for ourselves. Yet we kind of fall victim to, oh, I'm tired. I've got no energy. Life's hard. This day is tiring. This day has been big. And I do it myself where I'm like, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty tired today. We'll shift your state. Yeah. Move. 
do something. Totally. Don't default into like feeling like you need to nap or whatever. Yep. It's actually not going to help you. Yep. And we all know we're more tired after a nap. Mm, exactly. Or even after eating, I think that was crazy. Yeah, One thing that he said, someone was like, well, what do you do when you're tired? And someone's like, you eat. And he's like, when have you ever felt more energized after eating? So true. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is crazy. And of course, it's not just that you don't eat. Of course you eat, but it's not necessarily the thing that's going to create energy for you in that moment. So it yeah. can be this like distraction that we turn to, yet it's not the most productive thing for us to actually do at that time. So just challenging a lot of beliefs and actually bringing um, a lot of awareness to like societal norms and things that maybe I've been conditioned to believe where I'm like, oh, maybe that's not a belief for me anymore, but it's something that still kind of has a chokehold on me in, in some way. But I would say that my to actually answer your question biggest (laughs) shift was two things we did a fire walk on the first night so walking on on, fire yeah you walk on fire what i know there's so many things to unpack here yeah honestly one how does someone you know i'm a coach i'm a mentor i've done retreats i've done group things before i've got masterminds i have group programs let's talk liabilities yeah. How does someone get a seminar of 9,000 people to walk on fire? And it's like, ain't no thing. Go for it. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. I'm still confused. Well, lo and behold, apparently we signed a waiver on the way in, which I was okay. obviously too excited. So I was just like, woo. Yeah. You <laughs> clicked in. yes to terms and conditions. I did click yes to terms and conditions and I did put a signature on it, but I obviously didn't read what I was signing up for. But that night we obviously go outside, we walk across literally fire I, I i'm gonna butcher like the temp and all the things but apparently it was like five six times what like a hot stove would be you know when you burn yourself in an yeah. oven or a stove so hot yeah like red hot. really really hot um and a lot of it was like putting yourself in an optimal state so we did a lot of prep to like put our physical bodies in an optimal state mind as well to be able to do that without getting burnt and it was mm. interesting because people did get burnt oh so you really did have to be quite intentional around like what your state was and how you were approaching the actual thing itself. And I think the lesson in that is like, wow, it's so crazy what your mind can do. Yeah. Like it can do the quote unquote impossible, you know, or things that shouldn't work or things that shouldn't have the outcome and the result that they have. So you're saying you did something to get yourself in a physiological state and mindset aligned to not be burnt by fire. Yeah. Okay, and some people didn't make the cut, bless no, them. Some, some people did. Like yeah. actually got burnt? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What yeah. do you do? Or is um, it too hard to explain? In terms of like the state yeah. that you put yourself in? Well, a lot of it was like down to breathing, down to the way that you were approaching it, down to your mindset, down to even like the whole time we were walking up to it, we're just repeating, yes, yes, yes. Like you're really putting yourself in this state where you're like prepared and you're ready and before you, I guess, approach the fire, like you're – prepping yourself for what's ahead you're not like oh shit fuck yeah and then you're like yeah. toddle across it's and, and run or whatever it's like no you're walking across you're putting your mind in a state where you're prepared for what's about to happen and yeah it was just really really interesting don't get me wrong I got like two little blisters on my feet so I was like oh that's like it's interesting right like mm. but just crazy it like, just didn't really hurt no well no, it was hot like it was really hot but it, it just didn't you were burn able- right yeah I know. It was really weird. Yeah. And I watched the guy put hot coals on. Like they came over, stopped our line and redid the fire with hot coals. Yeah. This is no illusion. Yeah. It was no (laughs) illusion. And it's like as much as you wanted to convince yourself it was, it just simply wasn't. Yeah. So it was just really, really interesting experience. And I think, 
Yeah, it, it was just cool to see what your body is actually capable of. Absolutely. Mm. And day three was sort of like the breakthrough day where he was back on. And I've never really done, and, and like if you know me and you know my journey, you would know why, but I've never really been open to like energy healing somatic work. Mm-hmm. I just haven't. And not that I'm not open to it. I, I'm going to get there in my own time. Like yes. that's kind of the path that I'm on with that. And I've never really done like a like a rage release or anything like that before in my life to the full extent yeah. of what was this experience. So we essentially got to the end of the day and he put us in a state of we had identified like a limiting belief or beliefs that had a huge hold on our life. And he pretty much took us through a process of the lights went down, everyone had their eyes shut. It was very much like the energy of going quite deep in not a meditative state, but like you were going there, mm-hmm. you know, like you were, you were doing some soul searching if you want to call it that. Yeah. And yeah, he was just essentially like yelling over the mic in a way of like, what does your fucking life look like in five years if you keep believing this? And that, that kind of vibe, I won't go wow. on, but you get, yes, you get what that would have been like. Yeah. And he did kind of preface beforehand that a lot of people would like cry or have a response, but not to get distracted and just stay in, in, you know, focus of what you're actually thinking about. And it was really crazy because the first person like yelled really loudly. And obviously eyes shut, pitch black. You can't see who anyone is. But mm. I was like, wow, like, okay. And I was in my little state just doing my thing. And then another one and then another one. And then there's crying and then there's yelling and there's people talking to people. And it was picture seven to 9,000 people screaming, mm. right? Like in, in one of their most like vulnerable states ever, myself included. And just full on. What a release. Yeah, huge. And just very, very interesting to experience around so many people. And it was so interesting. We had like a group of um, people behind us. I think they were from either China or aid. I wasn't too sure, but I'm going to say China because we did speak to them quite a bit and they had their, um, like so much, just so cool. Like so many people there and they were getting translation in and they were behind us. So we had conversation, but we couldn't fully, you know, obviously talk to the extent that we would want to. But anyway, when we came out of this whole thing and the lights had come back on and we were kind of back in more of a neutral state, I looked behind us and this woman was having still quite a big response to whatever she'd obviously experienced during that release. And I just thought to myself, we're all the same, yes. you know, and I think it closes the gap between age genders, sexuality, experiences, careers, jobs, relationships, dynamics, whatever it may be that typically separates us in the world. I'm like, we're all one Mm. in this room as like cliche and cringe as that can sound. When you've done something like that though, you just get it because you really feel the collective energy that people talk about. You're like, Mm. oh my God. Yeah. There was even like an older man and I hugged him and he really hugged me. Mm. And I just thought, wow, like the world is so funny, you know, We speak about proximity. We speak about putting ourselves in the room. We speak about all the shit all the time. Like if you listen to the podcast, you know, like all I go on about is proximity, proximity, proximity. The biggest takeaway from this seminar was proximity. It is all they spoke about. Put yourself in the room, put yourself in proximity, put yourself around people that, you know, just elevate the way that you do life, business, health. And it was just insane because I was like, this is what I talk about. This is all I preach. It's literally something that I know to be so true for me in terms of success, in terms of outcome, in terms of friendships, in terms of connection, 
how I feel about myself, the world, my health, like everything. It's always come down to proximity. Mm. And I think sometimes we want to make it wrong. We want to make it more complicated. We want to say, oh, it's, it's not that simple. Like it's not that simple. You, it needs to be more complicated. What if it wasn't? Like what if it was as simple as putting yourself in a room? Because I was driving here in the car and I'm thinking, shit, like I will never not do this. Yeah. What I experienced there, but also in every single thing that I've said yes to before has literally led to where I am now. And there's no denying that. I said it this morning in a lion baddie because it was our final training call for the eight-week mindset course. And I said to the girls, it's like every single choice that you make up until this point or have made up until this, this point in your life literally determines where you are, right? Like you are the result and what you're experiencing is a result of every choice you've made. Mm. So good or bad, positive or negative, it's just an accumulation, right? Everything is compounded. And it's like every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So what does that look like? And I'm like, fuck, I'm proud of myself. And sorry, I'm swearing a lot in this episode. I can feel it. She's all amped up. I'm I'm amped up. It's (laughs) Tony. It's Tony. Yeah, he swore a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, he's got me in a mood. But yeah, (laughs) um, that's, that's a different story. But yeah, every single time I've said yes to myself, I'm like, I have made the best possible choices I have for why I am where I am. Totally agree. I yeah. really feel like it's the conversation and what I always say to my clients is like focusing on – we the society focuses on outcome and mm. output. We're like, this is what I'm chasing. But completely shifting it to focusing purely on input mm. changes everything. Yeah. Because doing that will get you to – probably even further than what you're chasing in the output scenario, right? There's there's no denying it. Yeah. There's just no denying it. And I think the biggest thing too in a lot of their, I guess, like philosophy and where, you know, he is a successful man, like $7 billion a year, I think, in profit from businesses and things like that. Um, he's so successful in wealth, relationships, career, business, life, his health. Like he's 63, he doesn't look 63. You know, mm. it's just so many things. Like he really is the embodiment of what he teaches. Yeah. So it's like, why does he have such a strong, you know, following? Why do people trust him? Look at him. Everything that he teaches, he is evidence of. Yeah, he embodies and it. It's as simple as that. I think we want to overcomplicate it, but it's like, if you are what you teach, people will be attracted to you. Yeah. It's that simple. It's not more complicated. It's not more difficult. It's not more challenging. Be in integrity and be your word in, in what you do and what you say you do. Yeah. It's just so important. And yeah, like their philosophy was really just like, find someone who's done what you want to do and follow them. Be mentored, be coached, put yourself in that room, whatever. That is so basic. That is so simple. We've heard it a thousand times. Why am I where I am in different areas? I put myself in proximity with people who have done what I want to do. You know, I want to do a podcast. So I don't sit in my room and try and work it out. I put myself in proximity and now I've got a podcast. I want to build a business. So I hire a mentor that's done exactly what I want to do so I can learn from her, so I can move the needle, so I can create that for myself. We want to make it harder than it is, but it's simple. It, that's just it. Yeah, totally agree. There's actually a blueprint for what you want to achieve when you just absolutely go up and take yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Stop trying to work it out yourself. Yeah. Like it's really, it's a funny thing because I think there's a part of us that wants to be like, oh, self-led and I grinded from the bottom and Mm. no one else helped me get here. It's like, okay, that might take you 20 years. What if it could take you two? Legit. What if it could take you two? Even you think about a book for an example, it's like someone who studied, say, you know, medicine their entire life and they've written a book 
and it's 120 pages. They actually use this analogy. So it might take you 10 hours to read this book. They've condensed 30 years of knowledge into a 10-hour read. Mm. Do we dare leverage that? Yeah. Tap in. Everything. Like this person's built a business over six years. Do we dare leverage that? Like you don't have to do it on your own. And that's probably the biggest thing that I learned where I'm like, I I don't want to do it on my own. No, it's not like my preference. Teamwork, dream work. If you want to get somewhere faster, find someone who's done it and follow them. Yeah, agreed. Wow, how powerful. So what was yeah. your breakthrough? Well, it was interesting because I guess like the limiting belief for me was I don't have enough time, which is really interesting. Mm. And that just kept coming up for me. I'm like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And this might be like a little bit confronting, I guess, for people to hear. But where my mind went was I pictured like all of the people I loved. And obviously he put you in somewhat a state to actually go this far. Um, but I pictured everyone that I love, like partner, parents, niece, nephew, sister, everyone friends all all the people and I pictured like the end of their life or the end of my own just I, I just kept seeing like the end of life and my thing was like I don't have enough time I didn't have enough time mm. and it was really interesting because it was like the suffering of oh my god like you're gone now and I didn't I didn't take advantage of that time Mm. and then I thought about how that contributes how I live right now and I'm like I've done episodes on it but like presence intentionality like where are you where are you not spending quality time with the people you love and that's that's actually contributing to the fear that you have that there's not enough time Mm. because when you're not present and you're creating that pressure around a dynamic and you never feel satiated from a conversation a connection a period of time with someone you're always left feeling like there's not enough time. Fuck, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. Even think about presence with business. Like if you're not present in the task that you're doing, you're always going to feel like there's not enough time. Like nothing's ever done. I'm always stressed. I'm always overwhelmed. Like nothing ever, you know, gets gets finished or completed. But really it comes back to you not leveraging that time. You're not being present with that time. Mm. So as much as it came up for me in the form of people, which is obviously a massive thing for me in terms of a fear loss a lot, mm. I could also see how that was the equivalent to my health, the equivalent to my relationships and just my life in general and also business. Mm. So it was just interesting where your mind went and how it made something that presents somewhat surface level so much deeper when you went there. Totally. It was like, okay, in 20 years time, like if you hold on to this belief, what's the what's the result? What are you experiencing? Who around you is not there anymore? Like how has that impacted yourself and people? And I just saw it so clearly where I'm like, I'm going to get to the end of people's lives that I love and I'm going to feel like, fuck, I wasted that. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't change this belief now, just wild. Yeah, that is so And I would never have seen it that way. Yeah, no, not at all. Because it's all unconscious. Oh, I just think it's just that I don't have enough time. Yeah. And it's like really times are only equal in the entire world yeah (laughs) like what's equal in the world we all have the same 24 hours yeah no one's got more no one's got less every single day is the same for every single person it's just what you do with it hey Mm -hmm. so true yeah like you think about people like tony robbins anyone that's successful same 24 hours i know you know same 24 hours so it's just yeah i don't know it was just such a interesting experience and just so many things like compounding as well now where I'm like oh just totally takeaways so what what are you going to change based on that breakthrough within your life Mm, presence 
Yeah. You know, it's so interesting with myself, with my health, with, you know, even down to like rushing cooking. <laughs> like quickly, just cook your steak and get it done and quickly eat and then quickly go do the other thing. I'm like, slow down. Yeah. Slow down to speed up. I actually have been thinking about this a lot lately and I'm like, sometimes the fastest action is the slowest movement. Oh my God. That is fucking phenomenal from you. That is such a good statement. Thank you. We should quote it somewhere. We should turn it into a brand. <laughs> Let's pull that. Yeah. Let's pull that. Molly, piece of content. <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah. But it's true, right? I think we get so caught up in like fast action, fast action, fast action with business, with life, with health. And we're living in this flighty state where it's like, Monday, I'm going to the gym five days a week. This, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. It's like, what would it look like for you to look at these one percenters in your life? these small incremental shifts that you can make every single day and slow down in the integration and the implementation of that. Stop putting a time restriction on yourself. Stop thinking it has to be done yesterday when yesterday's gone. You've got an hour, focus. Legit. Sit down, focus. Fuel your body so you can actually fucking think properly. Yeah. Have a glass of filtered water next to you. Stand up if you're getting tired and just finish the task. So true. But that's, that's to me also. Like yeah. I'm talking to myself where I'm like, no, like I don't buy it anymore. Yeah, I couldn't I don't agree buy more. It. And I think the biggest thing too is just, again, I'm swearing a fair bit, but call yourself out on your own shit. Mm. You know, I'm pretty good at this and I'm, I'm pretty hard with myself in this. And I, I love that about myself. I think it makes me really productive and in terms of like the movement that I make. But oh my God, like when someone asks you, how are you? I'm tired. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Why are you saying that? Why is that your default response? I'm angry. I'm tired. You're constantly living in this reactive state all the time. And from a compounding lens, it's like you are, you know, what you believe is true is true. If you tell five people a day that you're tired, that's true for you. That's how you live. It's like, we want to make these huge shifts in our lives. It's like, first step, stop saying you're tired. First step, stop saying you have no energy. Right. Totally. And if it is true for you, change a few things. Absolutely. Wow. I'm like in awe. I'm in awe. So was I for four days. Was oh, like, I can no imagine. Words. I'm just yeah. getting like the off cuts here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Off cuts. I think the biggest thing too is it's like the world is constantly changing, right? It's the one thing we can guarantee. The Everything, only constant. The only constant is change. Mm-hmm. And everyone logically knows that. So it's like if you don't go all in on that, if you don't actively pursue the fact that change is always taking place, you just fall victim to it. Absolutely. And I think too many people now unconsciously are victim to change when really we just get to move with it. Yeah, absolutely. And that'll be a huge thing for me too where I actually feel like I adapt good and quite quickly to things and I'm, I'm willing to do that. Of course, like any human, there's areas where I don't. So for me now, I'm like, oh, where am I playing in problem frequency? Because I th- see change rather as being a really negative thing when really it's the lens in which I view change. Absolutely. Shift it. So what, what what did one of those look like for you? For me, I would even say like, oh, it's interesting, right? It's like he really was talking about the fact that in the season of life that we're in worldwide, it's like we're in winter. You know, we're talking seasons, we're in winter. The economy is, you know, maybe dipping, like we might be going into a recession. There's just there's just things happening. Politics, all the moving pieces. Like if you're in the world, you know it. Like there's yeah. just things happening. And it was really this thing of like, oh, are you going to fall victim to it? And I haven't, but is it in the back of my mind? Of course. Yeah. 
And now I'm looking at it through the lens of, okay, we might be in winter. How can I leverage being in winter? What does it look like if I'm in winter? Am I more focused on this area of my business than this area of my business? Am I in more of a building phase? Am I going to focus more on my health to put myself in an optimal state for when things boom, I'm ready, I'm there? Yes. Like I'm not still worrying about the fact that I can't drink two liters of water because that's just a, that's just a habit. I'm good. Yeah. I'm sleeping properly. It's like we love to outsource our power to things that we can't control instead of actually focusing on what we can control. Couldn't agree more. And whenever I think of that, I think it's the most disempowering thing that humans do because we always focus on problems, never solutions, and we focus on what we can't control over what we can control. Absolutely. And it's like that is the smallest shift to make in your life. Get a piece of paper, A4, a pen, a marker, a texture, whatever. Yeah. Right? Junk draw, I'm talking. Draw a line. <laughs> Problem, solution. What I can control, what I can't control. Identify what it is and shift your focus. Absolutely. Such a simple thing to do. An age-old one I always hear about in the context of business is like, you know, for as long as you don't have clients mm. or customers, sales, whatever it is in your business, it's like that's your problem. It's like I don't have clients, I don't have sales, I need to get these things happening. As soon as you have that going, I don't have time to create content. Mm. I don't have time. Okay, so if you're in a season where people aren't signing up, sales aren't coming in, can we use this time to create content? Can we start building brand? Like that is just the easiest transition and vice versa. Mm. Like can we just serve our clients in this moment and not worry about having to be visible on every platform right now? Like Mm. wherever you're at, choose, choose to be there. Yeah. There's always a solution to the problem, but totally. we spend arguably 95% of our time focused on the problem, which means the problem amplifies nine times out of 10. Absolutely. And the solution never comes to light where it's like focus on the solution. I even said to Molly this morning in our meeting, I'm like, let's get in the habit, problem versus solution. Like let's have an actual meeting scheduled every single fortnight or month to go through business and go, what's the problem? What's our solution? And spend 90% of the meeting focused on solution yeah the problem presents the solution is the focus and it's just a muscle right like it's just a muscle you have to strengthen it like anything and I just love it like conscious awareness leads to conscious change if you choose to change absolutely and it's so simple yeah right it's so simple we have so much control absolutely and I think a lot of people glorify awareness like oh I'm so self-aware cool but what are you doing with it like awareness is just it's just as much a portal into anxiety as it is into evolution if you don't take the steps Mm -hmm. because then you're just thinking about all the things that how you're not measuring up or whatever it is so you got to my favorite saying you got to see it to free it but you've like literally got to do the thing you've actually Mm got to take the steps take the aligned action in order to move yourself away from it there's no there's no point in awareness. Like I think awareness is so interesting because you're so right in saying like awareness alone is actually never going to change anything for no. you. No, it's a gateway though. It's a gateway to the next version of your life. Yeah. But only if you take the step. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. It's like you have the awareness and then you need to be able to clock the pattern, the behavior, the thing to then consciously choose different. Mm-hmm. And I think most people get stuck in either seeing the behavior in real time or being able to actively shift it. Mm-hmm. It's just stacked evidence. Be able to shift it. You stack evidence. I spoke to it this morning in a lie about it and it's so important to be able to do that because awareness alone is sometimes a tool that you get to have to actually use against people 
than it is to transcend whatever it is that you're moving through. Right? Absolutely. It's like because you're aware, you can actually play out some things that are probably pretty leaky. Mm. But it's like, oh, but I'm hashtag self-aware. When exactly. really it's like, oh, don't get stuck in that cycle. Right? Yeah. Lovingly don't get stuck in that cycle because it actually keeps you more stuck than before you were aware a lot yeah. of the time. Take inventory like right now of yeah. what loops you're actually in mm. and then Completely. choose to exit. Yep. Exit politely. Yeah, exit politely. Thanks for having me. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But I guess that's my rundown. Oh, Honestly, that. there's so there's so much that I could speak to. And if again, if anyone has any questions around anything, Tony Robbins, my experience, anything that we spoke to today, jump in the Facebook group, jump in the anonymous Q&A. I'll be answering them at the end of majority of the episodes on the Influential CEO podcast. But Soph, Thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Riffing, doing our thing. <laughs> and as always, jump over to Instagram and follow us at the Influential CEO Podcast or at the Riley May. Let us know how the episode went. Tag us when you share to socials and we will be back in your ears next week. Bye now. Bye. 